0: Sefer Shmot, Parshat Tzav, on drawing near. In Parshat Tzav, Moshe relays instructions for how the kohanim, the priests, are to offer sacrifices, or korbanot, which emerges from the Hebrew word karov, to draw near. An offering is a vehicle to draw ourselves closer to God. Of course, today we don't have a tabernacle, a temple, or animal sacrifices, and so we're all asked the question, what is our offering in the world that we're making? The simplest answer is prayer. The prayer services as we know them were designed to be replacements for sacrifices made in the temple. Even King David, who lived before the first temple, the tradition says saw prayer as a substitute for, or even improvement on, animal sacrifices. Psalm 51 is a recounting of King David's begging God for forgiveness following his sin with Bathsheba. After much pleading and accepting of guilt, he says to God, O Lord, open my lips and let my mouth declare your praise. This is recited at the beginning of the Amidah, the main portion of the morning, afternoon, and evening prayer services. But David goes on in the next verses to make another powerful statement, saying, You do not want me to bring sacrifices. You do not desire burnt offerings. True sacrifice to God is a contrite spirit. God, you will not despise a contrite and crushed heart. Rabbi Nachman saw this as a much-needed call for humility. He taught, The essence of repentance for all sins is humbleness, making yourself as dust to be tread upon, sensing your lowliness and distance from Hashem lowering yourself and breaking your heart before God, this is how Hashem will forgive a person. The point is also made elsewhere in Tanakh, that the sacrifices of Leviticus are not the end-all be-all, but a process indicative of behavior Were to demonstrate always. In a passage of con- condemnation of the book of Hosea God says, I desire goodness, not sacrifice, obedience to God rather than burnt offerings. This prophetic rejection of sacrifices is not a dismissal of offerings at large, but of the type of offerings that are given in a way that don't draw us together and don't foster love, respect, and trust. We learn from the Hebrew Bible that the system of offerings went awry. The Israelites fell into the habit of thinking they could check a box by coldly bringing the prescribed animals while not actually drawing near to God. God. Further, they did not draw near to each other. In the Talmud, Rabbi Yochanan answers the question of why God in the year 70 CE allowed the second temple to be destroyed. He says they were occupying themselves with Torah, commandments, and kind deeds. Why was it destroyed? Because there was sinat chinam, baseless hatred. Baseless hatred, he says, is just as bad as the sins that caused the destruction of the first temple, idol worship. Sexual sins and murder combined. Ritual is all but worthless, we can learn from all of this if it does not translate into bringing people together. How could we have an opportunity to come that close to God, to have God's presence dwell among us in Jerusalem and blow it? We want to come close to God in our ritual lives. And so too, we should seek for our work in the world to have a dimension of nearness. We want to bring our offering in the world but we wanna do it in a way that brings us closer to others. We don't just wanna come close socially, but come close with the divine image in each person. That holy spark is where one's rights emerge from and where our obligations are found. For example, in our work to make our home, our community, or our country a better place, we must be in proximity to those we're advocating for. First. That is how we make sure people are given the respect they require and be given the resources they truly need. Also, in a time of seemingly unprecedented social distrust, we are tasked with restoring nearness to God and nearness to one another. With the breakdown of relationships across the board, families are struggling to stay together, religious centers are fortunate if they can stay afloat, and social movements of all kinds suffer from division. The rise of populism worsens all this by pushing us to distrust our institutions and follow reckless charisma. When we think about our acts of service, we shouldn't consider only the resources we have or what we intend to give. We should additionally think about how our giving helps to strengthen those relationships. To be sure, our large corpus of Jewish thought largely suggests that the action matters more than the intention. It is worthwhile to have the habit of mitzvahs build up so that the intention might come later. And it might be better for the world for someone to give a million dollars to support the vulnerable, even if they're not in proximity to the needy or don't have spiritual motives, than for them to give $50 with their whole heart. Material impact shouldn't be neglected. Nonetheless, we can strive for a higher goal of having quality offerings made with the intention of bringing communities together. God doesn't need the animal blood delivered in sacrifices. God desires connection to human beings in whatever form that takes. In our time, there's a need to draw human beings toward one another as well. That will be one of our great offerings to our Creator. Shabbat Shalom.